Hello and welcome to Find Your Fire with John V. Denley. Hi and welcome to podcast number three. Before the podcast actually starts, I just wanted to point out that when I originally recorded the audio for this podcast, it was a video that I was going to post onto Facebook and it was intended to be five minutes long. As you'll hear in the audio, I refer to recording a podcast separately, but obviously I haven't done that. I've just taken the audio from that video to create this podcast, and it ended up being about 12 minutes long. So I hope you all enjoy that, and I'll let you listen to the rest of the podcast. Hi there, it's John Denley here from uh, findyourfire.co.uk, and uh, this is a kind of new edition I'm going to try out. Uh, It's called Teach Me Tuesday. Uh, It was... um, started by uh, a friend of mine, Kat, who runs a course building um, online program. And she does this thing on a Tuesday called Teach Me Tuesday, where we did sort of six to seven minutes of teaching. And uh, I thought I'd incorporate it into my own um, system. So uh, this is going to be live on my uh, Find Your Fire page and in my (coughs) Find Your Fire group uh, on a regular basis on a Tuesday. And it should be hopefully a little tidbit to teach you something about something that I I know that I'm teaching you about uh, mental health and mind mental fitness Um, I'm also going to do a podcast and I'm going to try to build a podcast off the back of this teaching so this teaching obviously will be um, sort of five to seven minutes as I said before six to seven minutes Um, and the podcast obviously will be a little bit longer 10 minutes so I'm hoping that a lot of the time the the two will complement each other so this is this one is about memory um, and my podcast will also be about memory, but it'll go into a little bit more depth and talk about a few more so- topics and subjects. But what I wanted to do now is just sort of give an overview as to how our brains work and uh, and how we can use that, the way that our brains work, to help us move forward and be more positive in our lives um, on, a, on a daily basis. Uh, this ties in with my 15 pillars concept, so which is all listed at 15pillars.com uh, or findyourfire.co.uk, of course. Um, and this will also be part of my podcast, which I think I said at the beginning, which, we're, which you can find at findyourfire.co.uk forward slash podcast. Sorry about all the introductory stuff. You'll get used to this. I'll uh, probably have a pithier version of this uh, in future episodes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, 15 pillars. So that's all about uh, understanding your brain and how it works and how you can use daily habits to uh, improve the way your brain is working and how you're thinking and how you're feeling in your life. Um, So our memories are actually not quite as fixed and stable as everybody believes and not even as reliable as we all think they are. Um, Memories are basically a record of everything that we're seeing in our world uh, around us. But of course, we're being bombarded with millions and millions of bits of information uh, on a daily basis. And there's only so much of that information you can process. Now, obviously, in a different podcast and on my training programs, I'll go into depth uh, about how we process that information around us. Um, But for the purposes of this um, short live, not really live, but um, short video, um, I want to talk about uh, how we actually store those memories. So as we look around ourselves now, and as you're looking at this camera here, there's uh, obviously actually not a lot of information right behind me right now. But you can see there are trees and you can hear this bird sounds going on. And you can see the the color of my shirt and my hands and what I'm wearing around my wrist, which you're only getting little glimpses of every so often. Um, Which hand I'm wearing my my, uh, my, uh, watch on and my ring. Um, and that kind of that kind of stuff Um, but if you were to try and remember all the details of this video in say five years time you would struggle to remember 
uh, all the details of what happened unless you repeatedly told the story of this video or said what happened during this video over and over again or you watch the video multiple times one of the great things about video of course is you do get that constant reminder of what actually happened um, when I walked the uh, the Camino uh, to Santiago in 2016, I actually met a German guy. And it was an interesting story he was telling me. He was saying, he was talking about the, the, the falling of the Berlin Wall. Um, and he was saying that um, it's funny because he can't quite remember now whether or not the memories that he's got of the Berlin Wall coming down are actually his memories of that time or whether it's just memories that he's got of TV shows that he saw about the time. So his brain is very mixed up about this. And I'm sure many of you have heard uh, the expression that your brain, if you vividly imagine something, can't tell the difference between a vividly imagined thing and a real thing, um, which is why they talk in things like The Secret about uh, vividly imagining your dreams and your goals um, in the future so that your brain kind of gets used to processing it and, um, and starts to uh, create those images in your own brain and you can't really tell whether they were memories or not. Um, actually, there was a, a friend of mine, Brad, said about a, um, a, a dream that he had just recently where he thought it was very real when he woke up. And actually, I'm sure you've probably all had experiences of that when you've woken up from a dream the next morning and you thought, crikey, was that real? Um, and the interesting thing about that is if you told somebody about the dream and then told somebody else about the dream and you kept telling people about the dream, it would really feel like it was uh, a real thing that actually happened to you. Um, so obviously, you've got to be a little bit careful about these things. Um, and, and obviously we can use that process to help ourselves as we move forward and become um, uh, and enjoy a more positive, positive life. Because our brains, as I've said in a, a previous live, are wired to look for danger and, uh, and things that might uh, be of danger to us. Um, that's why we get anxious and, and sometimes why we struggle with depression. Um, because we're anxious about things that might happen in the future that we're looking for, looking for that danger, and comes from, as I said in a previous uh, video, the depression comes from, um, sorry, the stimulus for the anxiety in the future comes from things that have happened in our past that we try and relate to our futures. Um, and we can use that technique to uh, help us to think more positively going forward. Um, one of the things that I talk about is a gratitude exercise. So every night, um, if you write down three things during the day, at least three things, as many as you can, obviously. Uh, my friend Joe Happiness Howarth is a very big uh, proponent of this. If you write down three things of uh, good things that have happened to you in the day before, um, your brain gets a chance to re-remember all the good things from your day. Um, and then if you were to listen to those three things, or sorry, watch those, sorry, read those three things the next morning again, then um, you get to relive the good things again. What we tend to do, however, is look back at our day and go, oh, all that bad stuff happened. And when we tell stories to people, we tell them about the bad things that have happened. So, oh my God, I can't believe this thing happened to me yesterday. This, you know, I was driving to work and this thing happened and now and all this terrible, terrible stuff happened. And all these, the times that we repeat those bad stories just gets our brains to remember those bad stories more clearly than the good stories and the good parts of our days. So if we were to spend more time focusing on the good parts of our day, um, it allows our brain to focus more on the good stuff and remember the good stuff more than the bad stuff because our brains will work in such a way that it'll archive the stuff that it feels is important to us that we need to remember. And obviously by repeating the stories, that's the thing it's saying, oh, are you, so you need to remember that. You need to remember that a bit of information. So I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I'll store that bit because that's really clearly very interesting and useful to you to, to remember. Um, 
And obviously, at the moment, what a lot of us will do is we'll tell all the bad stories and their brain goes, ah, okay, so that's the story you want to remember. That's the bit of your memory that you want to remember uh, and not necessarily the good stuff. So what I'm trying to get you to do as part of this Teach Me Tuesday uh, is to focus on the good stuff. Tell the good stories about your life and, and look at all that, all that good stuff and, and try not to tell the bad stories. What are really important is if you've got stuff in your life that you don't like, um, that you don't want to remember, if you stop telling people about the stuff in your life that... Uh, you don't want to remember uh, and, and literally stop repeating it over and over and over again your brain will start to go ah okay so that doesn't need to be remembered and so it'll become a memory that fades over time and obviously it's not quite that easy because if you've told this story hundreds and hundreds of times then it's very difficult for your brain to go oh that's that's a memory that I don't need to remember anymore because you've, you've trained it to remember that memory um, and actually within the neuro pathways in your brain there's a thing called long-term potentiation um, which um, I'm hoping to speak to a guy called uh, Tim Bliss, who's a professor of brain biology at, up in London, um, about this. And this is how your brains fix the neuro, neuro, neuro pathways in your brain. Um, and, and therefore, that's how memories are formed over a long period of time. Uh, and the more times those neurons are fired, uh, they have a process called calcification. I think that's correct. Apologies, Tim, for getting the, the technical details wrong. But effectively, it fixes that neuron and saying, OK, this is the path that, that that memory is associated with um, and and what what uh, Tim and his colleagues are looking at is whether or not you can use that concept to help people with Alzheimer's and things um, and it was really exciting um, uh, investigations they're doing about that sort of thing but of course what it does also emphasize is how our brains um, pathways can be manipulated in that respect um, to remember certain memories more than other memories because if we just keep on firing those those uh, those neurons about the good memories that we want to it'll calcify, calcify uh, that pathway rather than the negative pathway or the other story that we don't want to tell about so the less we tell this story what happens is that those those neurons kind of again I'm not sure about the technical terms here they kind of die and wither and that's when you have these memories that fade so anyway that's um, actually nine minutes I apologize for it being quite so long um, but uh, that's my Teach Me Tuesday, my first Teach Me Tuesday. That actually might work out as being quite a nice little podcast on its own uh, right. So um, uh, we'll see. Uh, there's quite a lot of stuff I didn't even talk about. Uh, I wanted to talk about things like uh, police interviews and embedded memories and how the police now change the way they do interviews to make sure that they don't create um, uh, false memories in people's minds about things that have happened because that can also be possible to do as well. Um, actually, I probably will tell you about that. I know it's gone into 10 minutes now, but uh, it's probably worth saying this little last, little extra bit. Um, two stories about that, because now I've pretty much finished the whole story now. Um, number one is that if you, they did some experiments with this, especially in, in, in England in particular. Uh, they did, um, they've staged a bar fight with a, a group of people. Um, and then afterwards they interviewed them and they asked people things like, did you see the knife? Uh, and people would say, oh, yeah, there was a knife. Well, actually, there wasn't a knife. And they had video footage to show that there wasn't a knife and so forth. Uh, but people actually believed that there was a knife because of the action that the person was using, um, even when they were actually punching, just punching. And they said oh, it was a knife. And because the police had asked a question about a knife, they kind of imagined that there was a knife and they believed it was. And a similar version of that, um, the guy was wearing a balaclava in a, uh, a bank robbery kind of scene that was also staged. And they asked the the people whether or not the person was wearing glasses and they said oh yeah he was wearing dark glasses so actually what their brain had done is flipped the image in their head um, so that they saw dark glasses rather than so because it was the obviously the um, the eyes were the only thing that was showing so 
when they were asked about glasses, they went, oh yeah, it was glasses. So they created the memories uh, in, their, in their heads about, about that. Um, and the other thing, the other experiment they did, which is really important for this sort of thing, is they asked people the question. Um, they showed them photographs of a car accident uh, and they asked one group of people, how fast do you think the cars were going when they crashed into each other? Uh, yeah, when they hit each other, sorry, sorry, when they hit each other. And they asked a different group of people, how fast do you think these cars were going when they smashed into each other? And again, can't remember the exact details, I'll look them up and maybe put them in the comments. Um, but they, the people who, when they said smashed, they, were a lot, they, they re estimated the cars as being a lot faster than when they just said hit each other. Um, but the really interesting part of that is that a, a week later, um, or some time later anyway, they went back and asked the same people. Um, and bear in mind they were looking at, uh, at photographs of, the, of the, uh, the car accident. And they asked the first group of people and the second group of people, was there any broken glass in the images that you saw last time you looked at the, sh uh, the, the images? Uh, and the group where, who, who were asked the question, how fast were the cars going when they hit, said predominantly, no, there was no glass. Um, I can't remember what the actual figures were, but the people who were asked when the cars smashed said yes, there was lots of glass um, in the uh, in the images. Um, so the the fact that they used the word hit and smashed made a difference as to whether or not people remember whether there was glass in the images or not. So that's a really important point as well. Okay, so we now got to 12 minutes. That's way way too long. Um, hope you're well and uh, hope you've enjoyed this this little uh, first Teach Me Tuesday. I'm sure it'll get better as far as timings are concerned and plans are concerned. Um, take care, everybody. Bye for now, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. I am, of course, John V. Denley, your mental fitness mentor, helping you find your fire by avoiding the negatives and staying focused on the positives. You can find me as John V. Denley on any social media platform, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for John V. Denley. That's J-O-H-N-V-D-E-N-L-E-Y. Until next time, remember to focus on the positives and keep smiling.